Hey there, Sooners Nation. Welcome to Locked On Sooners. It is one day away from game day. We're going to go through Oklahoma and Iowa State's tail of the tape. Look at who's got the edge on both the offensive and defensive side of the football. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And you can follow the show on Twitter, Locked On Sooners, and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. Also now available on YouTube, so make sure you go over to Locked On Sooners, subscribe to the channel there for daily videos, and you can watch the podcast over there if that is your thing. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about Oklahoma versus Iowa State, get into the tail of the tape a little bit, but today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Do you love good, tasty food? Fast, affordable, always consistent, always reliable. Head to McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. Big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. Uh, but let's talk about Oklahoma versus Iowa State. First, let's talk about what Oklahoma's got to do on the offensive side of the football. So Oklahoma, you know, you look at the statistical numbers, Oklahoma's got the edge, really. Even you know, based on the the raw statistics, you know, you look at the NCAA ranks and even rushing offense, and Oklahoma averages more rushing yards per game than Iowa State does. Oklahoma at 171.8, Iowa State at 168.5. Now, obviously, there's a difference in the running games. Iowa State is very much predicated on the run. Oklahoma tries to be a little bit more balanced. They've been more pass heavy in recent weeks under Caleb Williams, but if Oklahoma is able to get the rushing attack going against Iowa State, which will be a really difficult task because Iowa State boasts one of the best run defenses in the country, then it'll it'll bode well for them. It's just going to be a tough task. Now, the thing, the trick that's going to be there for Lincoln Riley is to continue trying to run the ball, even if it's not working. Because, you know, Iowa State is only allowing 112.4 rushing yards allowed. And... I mean, that is about on par with as good as anybody in the country. That is 18th in the nation in rushing yards per game. So it may not be very effective. It may not be efficient even. Yet they need to run the football. It's not a matter of whether it's going to work. I mean, not every play is going to work in college football. As much as I would love it to work, it's just not. But you have to kind of set yourself up with better down and distances when you get an opportunity to. You're not always going to – you can't have your quarterback thrown from second and third and long every single time. If you can get a, a solid you know, three or four yards at least, a second and seven obviously is better than a first and ten or a second and ten. It just gives you more options. You can run the ball again on second down if you want. You can throw it from second down. So they need to stick with the run. Last week against Baylor, Kennedy Brooks only had five carries in the second half. He had eight in the first half. The game was still in doubt for much of the third quarter. Even in the fourth quarter, when you get down 17 to 7, there's still opportunities to run the ball. 
even though it's not working, you still want to do it enough to just get them thinking about it. Because if the pass rush, all they have to do is think about rushing the passer, then it's going to be really, really difficult on your offensive line. It's going to be really, really difficult on your quarterback. If you look back to the first half against, uh, against Baylor, they were giving Caleb Williams some time in the first half, but they were also still kind of running the ball because Baylor wasn't able to just sit back and think about the pass, pin their ears back as a pass rush and just rush Caleb Williams. They had to consider the fact that they might still run the ball and they had to stay gap sound and assignment disciplined. If you don't continue to run the ball, even if it's not working, all Iowa State has to do is just rush the passer. And that's when things get difficult on the offensive line. That's when things get difficult on your quarterback. So stay with it. You know, you want balance. Even if the balance isn't yielding the same results, even if the rushing yards aren't necessarily yielding the same results, then you've got you've got to find a way to continue to rush it a little bit. you know Now obviously if it's if it's just absolutely not working, you're, you're just going backwards every play. Now that's a problem. At the same time, you know, you've got you've got to do something, whether it's like lining up with a fullback, you know run into running those fullback dives with Jeremiah Hall something like that, where you just have to be a little bit more consistent and creative, which is using the running game. Now, when Caleb Williams drops back, drops back to pass, now I think this is where he's going to have an opportunity. Um, you know, Iowa State's pass defense ranks 40, or sorry, 23rd in the nation, allowing 194.7 yards per game. You look at Pat, uh, pro football focuses, you know, pass rush rank, they're 47th in coverage, 49th. I mean, they're a balanced defense. They're really, really good. Um, but I think you can have a little bit more success through the air than you will against the, against the run at the same time. Like we just talked about, you still want to run the football, you know, they're there. Oklahoma is better when it's balanced. It's at its best, especially when you have a true freshman quarterback who has the ability to run the football as well. They need to, they need to run some more read option. And then Caleb's got to keep it sometimes when the, when the option's not there for Kennedy Brooks or Eric Gray, I'd really like to see them get Eric Gray involved on some tosses to the wide side, you know, to the, to the big side of the field, get him involved on some, on some wide zone runs where you allow him to use his speed and his agility to get outside and attempt to make some things happen on the outside because, you know, rushing him on the inside, on the, you know, the, uh, between the guard and the tackle, that's not necessarily going to benefit his game the most when there's a lot of congestion and Oklahoma's run blocking hasn't been great. So try and get some things going outside, especially with your speed guys. I like that they ran some, that they've been running some reverses. Keep that up. Keep running those. Like at least, at least show that you're going to run it. Like run that jet action, that, that, uh, that motion to where it's something that they even have to think about so that it just holds them up a little bit more. It's just like play action. Anytime that you've got any kind of movement that's going to cause potential misdirection, it's going to have the defense thinking about where's that going. I think that's that was one of the things that made Baylor so, so successful is they had a lot of that jet action going on, that motion of the wide receiver coming across the formation that is going to make the defense hesitate a little bit to fill their run gaps because they're going to have to be concerned with setting the edge as well. And so if, if they're able to do that a little bit, run some of that with Mar- Mario Williams, Marvin Mims. Mar- Mario Williams is really good with the ball in his hands. Give him the ball in his hands on some motion stuff. Use him in motion a lot. And get Iowa State thinking that he might get the ball. It, 
it's a tried and true recipe for getting a defense off balance using misdirection. So I'd like to see them do that a little bit more. Uh, I think, you know, offensively, the, the wide receivers just have to be more consistent this week. They've got to play tougher. They've got to play more physical. They've got to fight through some of the, the difficult coverage. You know, the Big 12 refs may not give, give you the calls that you want. I mean, we saw it last week against Baylor. There was, you know, a couple, at least two blatant pass interference calls that didn't go Oklahoma's way. Now, and there was one that didn't go Baylor's way that I can remember just off the top of my head. And that's without, you know, really going through and, and charting every single pass uh, defense. But, I mean, they decided, the Big 12 refs decided last week they weren't calling pass interference. It was going to be something that was going to be a rare occurrence. So the Oklahoma receivers can't be sitting there hoping the refs are going to bail them out. They've got to make plays. You've got to help your, your true freshman quarterback. Caleb Williams is great, but he's still a true freshman. You've got to help him make some plays. I mean, he's going to throw 50-50 balls. He's going to throw some contested catches. It, it doesn't matter if you're open or not. you got to be ready to get the ball and ready. you got to be able to fight for the ball because you need to make plays. You're a really good group. The wide receiver group is a really good group for the Oklahoma Sooners, but they've got to be more consistent. They've got to play tougher. They've got to make some plays to help Caleb Williams out. Because again, like you know, we talked about it earlier. If the running game is going to struggle, which Iowa State's ranks and and statistically, it it appears that Oklahoma will probably struggle in the running game. Then the Sooners got to find a way to be efficient somewhere else. I'd like to see them get more and more of the bubble screen game, the short passing game going again. Caleb Williams' average depth of target on his passes is like 12.7 yards down the field. That means he's bombing away. Like that's one of the highest in college football. And so they've got to get him throwing some quicker passes at times just to get in the rhythm, like get in the rhythm of the game. Just kind of don't, don't worry so much about forcing the ball down the field try and get some stuff going underneath and allow your guys to make plays after the catch. Uh, But coming up next, let's talk about what the defense is going to have to do against Iowa state. One of the key matchups, a couple of the key matchups really that Oklahoma is going to have to figure out on their side of the football. Uh, But first let's talk about our friends at McDonald's. McDonald's is a great place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and families can come to reconnect and it always hits the spot. Went to church, uh, or went to McDonald's after church on Sunday, got me a quarter pounder with cheese, fries, and a Diet Dr. Pepper. And I don't know why it is, but the drinks always taste so good. The sodas always taste so good coming out of the McDonald's fountain. But that that quarter pounder with cheese, it just hit the spot. You know, I spent the morning, um, you know, playing guitar at church. And, and uh, you know, by the end of it, my, my arms are tired, fingers are tired, hands are tired. I'm ready to just kind of rest and relax for a nice little Sunday afternoon of football and time with the family, and that that quarter pounder with cheese just hit the spot. Those french fries, always delicious. So make sure you go to McDonald's if you're in the need for some consistently great uh, affordable affordable food. If you need to refuel and reconnect with your family, it's a great place to do that. Again, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. So let's talk about Iowa State and offensively for them. All right, so big-time matchup for the Oklahoma coverage unit, and that is on the outside against Xavier Hutchinson. This dude is a playmaker. He has five touchdowns. He's got 798 yards receiving on 68 receptions. Uh, we, If you watch much Iowa State this year, that's the name that jumps off the page to you. He's He is kind of in that same category as Tyquan Thornton. He's got the skills that, 
Uh, Quentin Johnston from TCU's guy. I mean, maybe not the same kind of contested catch ability that Quentin Johnston has uh, or the same speed that Tyquan Thornton has, but he's a he's a playmaker and he's a game breaker. So Oklahoma's going to have to be very, very aware of where he's at. And we obviously know we know Charlie Kohler from recent history as well. Uh, that, that guy is going to be tough. He's a tough matchup. So I, I, here's how I feel Oklahoma needs to defend this. You know, you want to you help with some coverage. I mean, you're going to have to pay attention to Brees Hall in the running game. So you're, you're going to want – you're going to consider deploying extra assets in the running game. So that means, you know, five – you know, three linebackers at times. They're going to run that 3-3-5 three, three, that they would like to run. I'd like to see them run it with Key Lawrence as the nickel – cornerback or the the fifth defensive back you know if woody washington and dj graham are your outside corners you got dty delarance and yell and pat fields as your safeties and maybe consider key lawrence as your kind of your your third safety fifth defensive back for two reasons one he helps you in the running game is a physical presence there is does a good job at stringing the run out he, he's he's about as effective as one of your linebackers secondly you can match him up with with uh, Charlie Kohler. He might be one of your better matchups on that front. You're not going to have to worry about him getting beat over the top uh, by the deep ball because Charlie Kohler, he's a really good receiver. He's going to challenge you down the field, but not in like a speed route running, a you know quickness type of way. Key Lawrence is going to be able to keep up with Charlie Kohler. And he's got the, the athleticism to maybe, maybe challenge some of those 50-50 balls that Brock Purdy will throw to Kohler down the field. On Xavier Hutchinson, I think it's just being aware, like, and, and throwing some safety help wherever he's going. You know, if you're if he's running lining up on DJ Graham's side, you you just shade some safety help to his direction, uh, and just be aware. I mean, if you run the three three five and Key Lawrence is your kind of your fifth defensive back, then you're kind of running the three four base almost, and so you you have seven guys in the box that you feel decent about, you know, playing the run and containing Brees Hall then maybe you can run some more cover two and not allow Brock Purdy to, to force the ball down the field. You know, you run a cover two shell with two safeties high, then he might consider running the ball more. But if you're, you got your three you know, guys up front, or even if you run a four, three and key Lawrence is there as your kind of your, your big nickel, your fifth defensive back, he almost operates as the third linebacker. And then it's still a little more like a base front with a four, three, so just some, you know, something to consider. I know I'm not as smart as Alex Grinch. I'm not going to pretend to be you know, as smart as Alex Grinch, but that's just something I would do is I would try to use Key Lawrence in kind of that hybrid safety cornerback linebacker role uh, where you can utilize some of his skills in both the run game and against a guy like Charlie Kohler because he's Kohler is a matchup nightmare, just the size, athleticism, catchability. It's going to be difficult for the Oklahoma Sooners. You know, Brees Hall is is a beast. We've seen it. I mean, he he can kill you if you're not careful. This is going to be one of those games where Oklahoma's tackling has got to be sound. Now, he's not having the same kind of year that Abram Smith is having. Um, he's not breaking tackles and creating yards after contact like Abram Smith has this year or Tristan Ebner. Uh, so, but it's I'm not going to you're not going to hear me say that it's an easier matchup because Brees Hall is that dude. He's one of the best running backs in the country. He's going to go to the NFL and be a very, very successful runner in the NFL because he's a physical back. He's got breakaway ability. He's going to make, he's going to make some guys miss tackles. This is good. That's, that's why it's so important to get multiple guys to the ball carrier on those handoffs because the first guy is not always going to bring him down. Obviously it'd be great if that first guy would be able to bring him down, but it's just not always going to happen. 
So Oklahoma's got to get multiple guys to the ball carrier. They've got to tackle, wrap up. You're not going to be able to shoulder tackle. You're not going to be able to arm tackle Brees Hall. He'll just bounce off you. Got to wrap up. This is you, this is a sound tackling game if there ever was one for the Oklahoma State or Oklahoma Sooners. If they don't have solid tackling, Brees Hall is going to have a big game. That's something that has to rebound from last week. The run defense, it was good for a few quarters. It, I say good, not great, because they were still giving up yards in the running game. It's just they, they were able to hold once they got into the red zone, and they were able to slow down Iowa State. This is a tough matchup. You want to force Brock Purdy into some third and long situations. They're not great at converting on third down. They're like 36% um, as an offense converting on third down. And so if you can get them into some third and long uh, situations, they convert at 36.9%, which is 88th in the country. If you can get them into third and longs, you're going to be ahead of the game. Brock Purdy is an athletic kind of a more athletic quarterback. He's not as athletic as Gary Bohannon, but he's got some good pocket presence. But get him to third and long, get pressure going, and you're gonna you're gonna that's how you're gonna win defensively. You're not gonna win by getting, you know, you're gonna have a hard time getting off the field if you have Iowa State in third and shorts, fourth and shorts, third and five, because the run is still a possibility at third and five with Brees Hall. He can pick up five yards for you. And I fully anticipate Matt Campbell going forward on fourth down a lot in this game, which Oklahoma's not been great at stopping defenses on fourth or stopping offenses on fourth down. Um, so you're going to have to get them into long down and distance situations. And that starts with, um, you know, slowing down Brees Hall, tackling well, and not allowing Xavier Hutchinson to, to make big plays on you uh, in the passing game. You know, Charlie Kohler, they target him at and beyond the sticks. So, be aware that he's his average depth of target is 10 yards down the field. So there's no reason to sit on him on underneath stuff as much because they're looking to go to him deep. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson, he's kind of that do-it-all receiver. He's a possession receiver. They're going to try and get him the ball at all levels of the defense. So just kind of be aware of that. Um, that's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, Oklahoma against Iowa State, is it's going to be tough. It's been tough for the last several years. You know, Oklahoma – from 1992 to 2016 didn't lose a game against Iowa state from like 196 or sorry, from 1991 to 2016 from 1962 to 2016, they lost one time to Iowa state in the last five years under Lincoln Riley, the last five matchups under Lincoln Riley, they've lost twice. Bob Stoops never lost to Iowa state. And then Lincoln Riley comes in and they lose to Iowa State. So this is one of those, those matchups that's been a, a bit of a thorn in the side for Lincoln Riley. And he's gotta he's gotta figure out a way to overcome this. And they gotta figure out a way to overcome this this week of drama about him and his coaching future because I mean, the players see it. The players see the rumors, they hear it. Now, obviously, hopefully Lincoln Riley's addressed this with a more resounding no than he did in the press conference, but or in his media availability where he just, he didn't really deny it, but he, he did say like, I'm, I'm the coach at Oklahoma. I love the, you know, you know how I feel about this place. We've been down this road before. Hopefully it was more emphatic than that in the locker room um, because you can't help, but you know, see it as a potential distraction um, when you're trying to play for a big 12 title and all these rumors are, are about you potentially going somewhere else to, to, pl- to coach football. It, it can't but be a distraction. All right. 
I'm going to give you my score prediction on the other side of this break. We're going to talk through some Big 12 action as well. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun week of college football. I hope you're looking forward to it. I am too. But first, let me talk to you about our people over at BetOnline. BetOnline is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. You can get in on future bets as well. If you want to lay money on the Heisman Trophy winner, the National Championship winner, you can do that over at BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. And got to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It tastes great. It is great for you. It's low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. And it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Every time I eat it, I'm always satisfied. It tastes great. It's fantastic. You can get great flavors like mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia. And they're so rich. They taste great. It's 100% covered in chocolate. You're going to love it. I do, and I know you will too. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order over at built.com. All right, it is NCAA football time and we've got a lot of great games coming this weekend. Not just in the Big 12, but in the just college football world in general. Um you look over, you got Michigan State, Ohio State going on at the same time as Oklahoma, Iowa State. You got, um, or did I see some other good games? Oh, Cincinnati SMU, with, which definitely is going to have some college football playoff ramifications. You know, if Cincinnati is able to knock off SMU, that just further solidifies their standing. Uh, then you got Alabama, number two Alabama versus number 21 Arkansas, which should be a lot of fun. Um, and then late in the game, you got Baylor at Kansas State, which, you know, Kansas State's been playing better football lately. You never know how that one's going to go. If Obviously, if Kansas State beats Baylor, that's going to help Oklahoma kind of solidify their, their opportunity to get into the Big 12 title game. They have a little bit more wiggle room. Obviously, Oklahoma, you want to win out. You don't want to sit there hoping that other Big 12 teams can do your dirty work for you. But let's get into it. You know, in the Big 12 in particular, um, I think that this is going to be a, a week that um, is going to be good for the Sooners. You know, let's, I think Oklahoma is going to win this game. Um, I think that they overall are the better team. Um, Iowa State's defense is going to be a problem. I think it's going to be a low scoring, kind of a close game. Um, I think Oklahoma wins this something like 33 to 24, 33 to 26 or something like that, where there's going to be several, a lot of field goals kicked in this game, I think, um, because Oklahoma, I think is going to be able to move the ball between the twenties and so will Iowa state. But I think when they, when they get into the red zone or, you know, when Oklahoma gets to their side of the, the other side of the 50, I think that's when they're going to rely on Gabe Burkich, who I expect to have a bounce back game this week after missing two field goal field goals last week. Um, I, I do like Oklahoma in this one. I like them to cover as well. 
you know, they, they tend to rebound pretty well from a loss. I mean, last year they had the two back-to-back losses, but they generally play well um, after a loss in Lincoln Riley's tenure. So I expect them to do that well, do that in this one too. Looking at other Big 12 action, you got Texas at West Virginia. That's going to be an interesting one. Um, which West Virginia team shows up? I mean, is that the West Virginia team that knocked off Iowa State? Or is this going to be the West Virginia team that uh, kind of laid, a, laid an egg last week? Um, then you got Kansas at TCU. Can Kansas get two in a row together? I don't think so. I think TCU bounces back and gets a win. Uh, I do think that, you know, Texas goes into Morgantown and they pick up a win, you know, to kind of end their losing streak. Uh, and I talked about, you know, Baylor at Kansas State. You know, that's going to be a really interesting one over on FS1. Um, a lot of fascinating potentially, you know, potential storylines there. You know, Skylar Thompson has been playing good football. They got Deuce Vaughn. You know, Kansas State will not be an easy out for Baylor. They, they play similar styles a little bit, just kind of slow, methodical offense and good defense. And then you got Oklahoma State versus Texas Tech in the night game at Jones Stadium in Lubbock. That, that's always a, a fascinating um, place to play a night game. I think, you know, AT&T Stadium in, in Lubbock is one of the kind of the better venues in the Big 12. Um just from the atmosphere perspective, like night games are always crazy. My friend, Patrick Kahn, who we've had on the show several times, um, he's a, a tech fan and we're texting about the Oklahoma state and Texas tech next week. And, and he was saying like crazy things always happen at, at AT&T stadium at night. And I mean, that's, that's true. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to, to, to reckon that. So who knows, man, who knows what Donovan Smith and the red Raiders are going to be able to do against the Oklahoma state Cowboys. My money would be on Oklahoma state and, and to cover as well, but could they pull off an upset here and, and knock off the Cowboys? We'll see. So that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on Sooners. Again, got Oklahoma beating Iowa state 33 to 26. Make sure you go check out the Sooners wire at usatoday.com for all of our pregame coverage as well. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners, on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. Subscribe and like the show on YouTube. We'd love to hear your comments and get your feedback on that. Make sure you are back with us uh, after the game. We'll get this covered as well. Um, it's going to be a great weekend of college football. I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy it. You know, we only get one, two, at least two more of these games left. Um, of meaningful football and then hopefully the big 12 championship. So maybe only three games left this season of meaningful football. If the Oklahoma Sooners aren't able to make it, make that outside shot push for the college football playoff. Um, so who knows? It's, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting end of the season. I hope you enjoy it. I will too. And we'll be here to cover it here on locked on Sooners, but until we come back to you after Oklahoma versus Iowa state, I'm John Williams, boomer sooner. <laughs>